Welcome to the Melanin Money Show with your host, George Atchampong and Carter Cofield. We're on a mission to decrease the wealth gap by $100 billion and in the process creating 100,000 new first generation millionaires. And we want you to be one of them. So listen to our show for weekly tips on personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship as we help you navigate your journey to your first $1 million in net worth and beyond. So who is MG the Mortgage Guy? Just give us some background on your story and how you got to where you are today. See, I got time. I mean, we got, we got a little time. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, believe it or not, I'm from Brooklyn. Um, I'm from Brooklyn. I grew up actually on Gates and Troop. So um, every time I drive through this area, it's like I'm reminiscing. But I'm a Queens guy for, through and through. Queens get the money. Okay, um, okay. You know what I'm saying? Because I grew up, I was born in Brooklyn, raised in Brooklyn, but we moved to Queens when I was like 10 because Brooklyn represents a lot of trauma yeah. in my life. You know what I'm saying? So who am I? I come from the mud. I come from this area. It was do or die, right? And we, you had to do or die. My family is drug dealers and drug users. Probably like most people in this audience right now, we all come from some, some sort of trauma. But I'm just the definition of where you come from don't dictate who you're going to be in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mother's a crackhead. My uncle's a crackhead. I got cousins that's in jail. Never see, they'll never see the day of light again, you know? Um, but we all have that story. We all have family. Louder. Ma, I can't be doing much louder than what I can. Can y'all hear me good? Okay. Uh, if you can't, then move on in there. Because I'm not, I can't talk too loud. I'm soft. Can we, can we raise this mic a little bit? Or raise my mic. All uh, right. But, you know, I'm just the definition of how you start in life is not how you finish. And you just got to will your way through everything. Doesn't matter what your family did, your parents did, your uncles did. None of that shit matters. It's all on what you're going to do with all adults, right? So for me, all the accolades and, you know, being business partners with the biggest ever and funding all these loans really don't define who I am as a person. Um, Who I am is just a person just like everyone in this room. At one point in my life, I was sitting in these rooms. I was watching the YouTube videos. I was on bigger pockets trying to figure it out. I was trying to take my career to another level. And, you know, I just was persistent about me and what I wanted to do and just kept my face strong. And just even when you have bumps and roads and, you know, I like to say when God give you lemons, you got to make lemonade. I made a lot of lemonade in my life, y'all. <laughs> I ain't going to hold you up. So like I'm just a, I'm just I'm who am I? I'm you. I'm just on stage now. Hopefully in the next six months, twelve months, eighteen months, some of you guys will be on the stage telling your story and being able to inspire and motivate people the way that people look at me now. So I'm just blessed to have this opportunity to speak to all of you guys tonight and for you guys to even have me here. Shout out to Jew Bernard and the whole Brooklyn Bank team. Let's get it, let's get it, let's get it. But you know, that's who I am in a nutshell. I'm, I come from the streets, I come from the mud, and I just work my ass off and I'm, and I'm relentless. Love that, love that. And so we feel like you have a unique perspective on the real estate industry because you know, a lot of people are they focus maybe on short-term rentals or long-term, single-family, multi-family, but as a mortgage broker, loan officer, you obviously get to, get to see it all, right? So from your vantage point, you know, kind of doing loans for all types of real estate deals, what's some of the key things that you've taken away from as it relates to the real estate market and some of the best investment opportunities right now? Good question, bro. Uh, first thing I would tell everybody is stay in your own lane. Um, comparison is the thief of joy. 
And I think oftentimes we start looking over to the left, to the right. We see this person doing this, seeing this person doing that. And we feel like, yo, we got to go do this. I, I speak to mentees. I speak to clients. I speak to people. I've been doing this for 20 years. I know black don't crack. I know. <laughs> I know. Right. But I've been speaking to people for 20 years about real estate. And what I notice is most people have 20 different plans of what they want to do. I mean, there's literally, I taught a class two weeks ago, and I named over 100 different real estate strategies that's out there. You only need one, right? Focus on that one thing. Like, let me ask you all a question. And when I ask the question, I want you to say the number out loud. What's your freedom point? What's the number? Say it. 50 million? Nah. You work right now? <laughs> so what's your number that you need to fire your job? 150,000? That's what? 12,500 a month? Focus on getting the 12,500 a month consistently so that way you can fire your job and, and buy back your freedom and be able to do whatever it is you need to do. And you don't need to do a hundred different real estate strategies mm -hmm. to do that. You just need one, right? So short-term rental, long-term rental, I don't give a <laughs> Do something. No, I don't, I don't really care. To be honest with you, everything is a tool, right? You want to do short-term, that's the way for you? Cool. You want to do long-term, that's the way for you? Cool. You want to burst strategies? Cool. I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. What matters to me, most importantly, is can you afford whatever you're doing? Mm -hmm. Are you going to be a foreclosure away? Are you going to be house rich or cash poor? You know it said you should get a health checkup at least once a year. My question is, when's the last time you had a financial health checkup? My guess, it's probably been a while. And that's why we created the Wealth Health Score. Whether you're financially out of shape or financially elite, the Wealth Health Score is going to tell you exactly where you stand and what things you can do to get into the best financial health possible. So visit MyWealthHealthScore.com to get your score today. Right? Because eligibility and affordability are two different things. Oh, that's Talk good. About Talk about it. It's easy for you. It's easy for me to get you a loan. On paper, you look great. We're the bank. We don't care what you look like after taxes, your child care, your utilities, your car insurance, your brunch on Sundays. You go to Atlanta, you got to get hookah. <laughs> like, you want to go to InvestFest, it's going to cost you. You got to travel. We don't care about that. We care about what's your gross if you're W-2. But you live your life on, on your net. So you have to make sure that just because a bank can give you a mortgage doesn't mean you really can afford it. So that's what's most important to me because I'm a person who... I came in this during the wild cowboy days. You only needed a pulse to get a loan. Oh, we was killing it. So if you watch any of these movies, I was that guy giving the loans. Giving the loan out. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> giving it to the dog. Like, yeah, your dog name. I'll be going to fund them too. He's the cold borrower. <laughs> you know what I'm he's the cold borrower. He lives there. Right? Put him on the application. Put his paw down the sign. <laughs> we out. Right? But I'm also someone who lost everything during the crash. So I understand firsthand just from my own life, my own experiences of how it feels to be on the other side of a foreclosure, a short sale, having two young children, got to go live 
at your mom mother-in-law crib right i know that feeling i know how what biggie said i know how it feels to wake up fucked up mm-hmm. pockets broke as hell another rock to sell shit yeah. real talk <laughs> so for me yeah. what's most important to me is that you have the education you know exactly what you're investing to when i ask you questions if you can't answer them correctly how are you telling me you're trying to be an investor if you don't even know what arv means mm-hmm. like what you don't know what comps are or how to find them but you want to invest all your money mm-hmm. <laughs> good luck yeah. i can't do your loan because you ain't gonna mess up my pristine record mm. Go around the corner. Yeah. And I, and I think it's so important that we spend a little bit of time educating ourselves. I think, so I, I tell people all the time, information changes situations, right? But I don't want that information to turn into analysis paralysis at the same time, right? But like we have to educate ourselves before we do anything because the biggest cost, like the biggest tax you're going to pay is ignorance tax. Tax for not knowing how to do something correctly. So everybody take a little bit of time to educate uh, themselves on um, whatever they want to get into. So speaking of educating themselves, right now we're in a crazy time, right? Three years ago, mortgage rates was like, I, got, I, I bought a, a, three, a three flat, I got 2.9% mortgage rate. Now we in a six and a half percent time, right? So, so what is your advice? And it's probably a two-part question. What is your advice to first-time homeowners in this market? And then what is your advice to first-time investors in this market if that advice is different? Um, I don't think it's different. It's kind of all the same, right? Uh, don't be house rich and cash poor. These tenants ain't guaranteed to pay you a damn dollar. So make sure you can afford to make that mortgage payment because the bank want their money, rain, sleet, hell, snow, right? <laughs> You know, we in Brooklyn, so I got to kind of like, I got to pay homage to my brother, the Notorious Glorious, right? But it's a fact, right? They want their money, rain, sleet, hail, snow. That goes for if you're buying a primary or you buy an investment property. You need to have reserves. So many, how many people seen on the internet, you could buy a real estate with no money down, no money out of pocket? Good luck. Good luck. Because <laughs> real estate, you need money. Whether it's your money or somebody else's money, you need money, and if you ain't got the experience, you better not take nobody else's money because then it's gonna be on some street shit because these people want their money, right? So, like, you have to tread carefully. Interest rates, I personally don't care about interest rates, me personally. I don't care if the rates, yes, I took advantage of it, but that's why I was screaming to, if you follow me for the past two to three years, you will see, I kept on saying, yo, you need to buy now. I don't care what the home prices are. The money is the cheapest it's ever been, ever. So it's going to balance itself out. And the people who listen to me, including myself, have a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of equity right now on multiple properties. Real estate, no matter if you're buying a primary residence or an investment property, is a business. I look at it as if you can file, if the IRS is going to give you deductions, you're a business owner. You're running a business, so you can't be emotional. Everybody here is a CEO. And when you buy your first house, you buy your investment property, you are now, congratulations, a CEO of a real estate business. And if you're buying a primary residence, don't pay sticker price. Think like the investor. You think an investor is going to buy anything at retail? No. Jude, you buy anything retail? Exactly my point. So if Jude is not going to do it, why the hell are you going to do it? Could you imagine having a financial coach 
that at any given time, you could ask your questions in real time from a real expert and get real advice. To be honest, Pocket Advisor is the flagship feature, in my opinion, of the Melanin Millionaires Club. And when I originally created this platform, for those of you who may not know this, Pocket Advisor was actually the name and the primary feature back in 2021. But when I rebranded to the Melanin Millionaires Club, I knew that no matter what we added or changed, Pocket Advisor had to stay because we have democratized financial advice by giving you access to a real financial expert in real time. There is no other financial education platform that you'll find something like this that's actually backed by a financial advisor. One of the top 100 in the nation, I might add. So if you're looking to get financial education in your pocket in real time, head over to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to learn about Pocket Advisor, as well as all the other great benefits and features that you can find as a part of the Melanin Millionaires Club. Can't wait to see you inside. Who's my realtors in here? Raise your hand. Your realtor? I love y'all, but I ain't listening to no realtor <laughs> telling me I need to go <laughs> asking respectfully. I love my realtors, right? But I'm not going to listen to no realtor tell me to go asking or above. I don't want the house that bad because I'm not emotionally attached to it. So I'm going to find something that needs work. That way I can put in sweat equity. The market is um, correcting itself right now. Home appreciation of 20 plus percent, that's unicorn years. That's not normal. Do anyone in here know how much is the average appreciation over the last 60 years of real estate? Take a guess. 5%. 5 5%, 2%. 2% annually. On average, over the last 60 years, 4% nationwide. Mm. So when you hear numbers 20%, 30%, 40% in 12 months, 18 months, that's a unicorn. That's when you're supposed to get in mm. so you can try to catch some of that, that wave. Who purchased real estate in the past three years? Raise your hand. Are y'all up and stuck right now with your equity? Mm-hmm. You're feeling good, right? Feeling great. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Right? So... Real estate is all about opportunity and being prepared for the opportunity. And if you're not prepared for it, then you're going to miss the opportunity. So that advice is for everybody. Stay prepared, educate yourself, get out your own way, execute, make sure you have reserves and treat it like a business and learn how to minimize your taxes. You got somebody for that, right? Hey, hey look, <laughs> MEMG did an episode that went crazy. 250,000 views, right? It went crazy. Yeah, it went crazy. Watch so, your coming. Yeah, so you said something earlier, man, that was really important because you posted in your social media. Some girl asked you, like, if it's my first real estate deal, should I take on money from my investor friends and whatever and, like, to go fund the deal? And you said, no, don't go play with people's money like that, right? So is your advice to, like, say somebody's first time to just use their own money for the deal? Like, don't take any capital or, like, like if somebody in this room wanted to do a deal... Should they take somebody else's money and test, or should they test with their own first? <laughs> <laughs> Is this a trick question? <laughs> no. So let me ask you a question. <laughs> Are you giving your hard-earned money to someone who has no experience, no credentials, no, no chance under their belt? No chance. Hell no. There you go. Uh, Why God's green earth would I do that to myself? I am asking for myself to be broke. 
I can find better ways to blow my money <laughs> if I'm going to blow <laughs> my money. Better ways to blow your money. Yeah, I can go to Dubai and blow my money and have pictures for the gram and come back broke. But at least I can look at the pictures, right? But I'm a fan of betting on myself, bet on black. So why am I going to put my money? And look, you got. Yeah, I was watching this documentary the other day, um, the Bernie Madoff documentary on Netflix. Yo, this joint is absolutely incredible. Yo, if you didn't see that documentary on Netflix right now, watch that joint tonight. All four episodes. Bad, bad, bad. And if you smoke, watch it while you're high. <laughs> if you drink some wine, drink some wine with it. Because let me tell you, that joint right there, I binge watched it four hours. I said, this nigga was incredible. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm, no, he was the goat of scammers. <laughs> this man did not commit did not do one trade ever. <laughs> like he he was investigated by the SEC and all these different institutions, and everybody just took his word for it. He was the ultimate goat. They didn't even check nothing. He gave the man an account number, so check it. They never checked it. Like this is the most ultimate shit I ever I've ever watched in my life. And I said to myself, damn, people are just too trusting. Yeah, yeah. People are just too trusting. Instead of learning how to trade on your own, you're gonna give somebody a million dollars, and you're gonna believe in that person that much because he's a quote unquote wizard. Because the media said he was. Now I'm from the streets. I don't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> I ain't giving you a million dollars. Better loan ten dollars. Yeah. Right. So for me. When we start seeing all these stories circulating the gram and all this other stuff about people losing money, feeling like they got scammed and this, that, and the third, you know, I have empathy to a certain extent, but I also look at it as, yo, why don't you just do it yourself? If I got a hundred grand to invest, why am I going to bet on any one of you? I'd rather bet on myself because if I lose that money, who can I be mad at? Mm -hmm. I can only be mad at me, but I can take that loss and apply the lessons and because there's always a blessing and a lesson. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to keep moving and keep going. So yes. hell no, you shouldn't take nobody else's money. Long story short. Are you an aspiring first generation millionaire who's looking to march towards their first one million in net worth? If you are, then I strongly encourage you to consider joining the Melanin Millionaires Club. Inside the Melanin Millionaires Club, you're going to get access to a complete library of elective courses that will help you navigate towards your journey of your first one million in network. You're going to receive access to My Wealth Health, which is a dashboard that allows you to track your financial progress in real time. You're going to get access to live workshops and masterclasses, and you're going to get access to our past library recording of all of our masterclasses and workshops called Financial Clicks. Not to mention, you're going to receive access to our flagship feature called Pocket Advisor, where you get access to a financial coach in real time. This is by far one of my favorite features of the platform, and there's so much more. All you have to do to learn more is go to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to see how you can take advantage of all these benefits and become a first generation millionaire. See you inside the club. Now that's good. That's good. Speaking of the um, the the scam circulating the gram, I don't trust this. Yeah, I'm standing up. <laughs> you ain't gonna have me on World Star. <laughs> Speaking of the uh, scams circulating the gram, I mean, there's been a lot of 
you know, content in, the, in recent weeks uh, where people have, you know, claimed to be scammed. Yeah, you have to go there, huh? Yeah, we we already here. Might as well go there. And they are they are who they say they say they are. So my question to you is, I mean, you touched on it a little bit, but what what are some things that new and prospective investors can avoid right in their journey? Because at the end of the day, I mean, y'all have you know a great platform. Anybody know heard about Earn Your Leisure, EYL? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they have. Uh, so y'all educate between their platform and also your platform on YouTube as well. Y'all educate a lot of people and give a lot of great information. So I don't think the the message is don't listen to other people. But what are some, I guess, common misconceptions that are spewed out that I think lack the context that attract attract people to, you know, them and then they end up running the play and then losing money? People are too trusting. People are naive. Uh, And I think, look, like I said, I'm not trusting nobody with my money, Mm -hmm. me personally. I can take your information and I can research it, and I can see how I can apply this information into my real life or what I'm doing. Because your success doesn't dictate my success at the end of the day. And I understand that real estate, it goes in cycles. So just because someone has success six months ago, 12 months ago, doesn't mean you're going to have success moving forward, right? So for me, I would just tell people, look, spend if you're here tonight, you're serious about your craft, your education, and what you're trying to be. How many people went to college? Raise your hand. Right? Half of the room, majority of the room went to college. How many hours were you studying every week to pass these exams? A lot. Sheesh. A lot, right? Flashbacks. So think about it. How many hours are you really putting into your education now that you're an adult and you don't have to go to school? Think about that. Are you putting in 20 hours a week in your own education? Mm-hmm. Because I damn sure, but best to believe, all of y'all are probably putting in thirty to fifty hours a week to pass some exams to get some piece of paper, and you probably don't even work in that field that you paid over a hundred grand for. Mm, talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you want to invest in real estate, you want to avoid being scams. Educate yourself, facts. Because when you speak to someone who says they are who they are, you'll be able to ask intelligent questions and have an intelligent conversation even if you don't have one deal under your pocket in your pocket you can still have a conversation with someone so how you avoid being scammed educate yourself put in 20 hours a week when i'm going to the gym now i'm not listening to music i'm listening to something educational that's feeding my brain mm-hmm. right if you watch me you see i'm doing a lot of content with developers i have my girl vanessa cole vanessa raise your hand she's a beast y'all need to all follow her mm-hmm. fyi mm-hmm. she just bought 1500 acres okay clap that up, clap that up. i'm just trying to tell you she's building right. a lot of homes in houston right so when i bring people like this into my world y'all might look at it as matt doing content no i'm studying i'm learning from people right because i'm asking questions that i want to know because i know it's going to help me on my journey Right, so education is the key to success. The more you learn, the more you earn. earn. So if you want to avoid being scammed, you want to avoid being taken advantage of, learn your craft, master it. Put the same amount of time that you will put in for your job, put it in your school, you need to put it in for yourself. And if you put it into yourself, you can't lose. You're not going to trust your money with anybody else. You're not going to believe the hype. You're going to see past the jets, the cars, the Rolexes, you're gonna get you're gonna get past all the all they showing you these houses. You're gonna get past all of that and you're gonna be able to look at the core and say, you know what? I'm good. 
let me let me bet on myself because if I have this type of money, I'd rather bet on myself than I bet on anybody else. Now, hold on. Let's talk about this EYL shit because this is what pisses me off about people talking about scamming and EYL. If the United States government could not figure out that there was the biggest fraud in the world going on. <laughs> I'm sorry. What the hell makes you think a, a couple guys who just started podcasting five years ago can vet out some of these people yeah. at the highest level? Yeah. So when people try to bring up, oh, you had them on the platform, and this, that, and the third, it's like, yo, bro, we had over 412 guests. Yeah. If somebody gets on a show and then two to three years later is accused of something, how is that our, our problem? Mm -hmm. How is that our fault? Mm -hmm. We say do your, do, do your own research, do your due diligence. We didn't tell you to go invest them, give your money, or none of this. So what I hate what's happening within our community, everybody is on like some bandwagon right now of trying to throw rocks at the throne. Mm -hmm. Don't throw rocks at the throne because we're not going to respond. Mm -hmm. We're going to look at you like you're crazy and we're going to keep moving and we're going to go public soon. <laughs> like, it's very simple. Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is how we operate. This is how our mentality. We can't, we can't vet everyone. People are going to mess up and make mistakes just because they was on the show doesn't mean we hang out with them, doesn't mean they are friends. They are requested. They are highly requested in some cases. And we ask informational type of questions and they give game. Mm -hmm. And whatever anyone chooses to do, you got to take accountability for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's like the subprime crisis. I don't mean to cut your wisdom off, but the subprime crisis. Everybody tried to blame, blame the banks and the brokers. What about the consumer? Yeah, true. Facts. Think about it. Yeah. Nobody told you I take out 10 loans? Yeah. At variable interest rates? Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, no one told you to do that. You chose to do it because you was acting on greed just like everyone else in this world. But then when the, when, when the shit hits the fan, so to speak, then it's, I'm on point fingers at everybody else. No, yeah. take accountability for yourself, too. So when I see things that go on the internet, it's just like, yo, this is real corny right now. Because Bertie Madoff was toted all around the world as the greatest Wall Street mind ever. But I never heard anyone say they're not watching CNN, CNBC, Ooh, that's or good. any of these other platforms before. Mm -hmm. So how can you hold people who who are now? We're not podcasters. We're media companies. Don't disrespect us. Mm -hmm. And we're media companies. This is a media company, social proof media company, right? We're putting out high level education that has never been brought to our communities ever, yeah. ever yeah. like this. We're talking in languages that people never understood that she was chinese and foreign to us yes right we didn't right. understand this but it's people like you guys it's like dave and donnie it's eyl they're bringing things to light right now to help us all win exactly. so i think people just need to kind of like really take accountability for themselves and not right. try to blame the platforms that's a big fact blame the people yeah they're the, they're the ones doing the dirt yeah yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. facts big so that's, my story. No, that's 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 so real y'all clap that up that's fine clap it up for that. yeah and so speak And so speaking of um, the platform uh, that you guys have built and the kind of meteoric rise that you guys and the, and the path that, that you guys have trailblazed for everybody, let's talk a little bit about like what that experience has been like, right? Obviously, you know, y'all's brands, uh, both collectively and individually have blown up substantially, be able to impact and serve a lot of people. Uh, what are some what are some things that maybe people aren't as glaringly evident to the general public that you've learned in this evolution of just creating and growing a brand? That Rashad is a mad genius. Yeah. 
He's a genius. Have you ever been chilling on your couch and you were maybe trying to find something to watch on TV, whether it's Netflix or Hulu, Amazon Prime, Stars. I mean, there's so many streaming services nowadays, right? Um, maybe you've already binge watched that favorite series and it's over and you're just trying to find something else to watch. But imagine if you spent that energy trying to find creative and impactful content that can help you level up your journey towards your first 1 million in net worth. And that's exactly why we created Financial Flix, which is a complete library of past workshops and masterclasses where you can learn different topics across personal finance, wealth building and entrepreneurship on your journey towards your first 1 million in net worth. So head over to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to learn about Financial Flix as well as all the other great features that you can find inside of our Melanin Millionaires Club. Can't wait to see you inside. Simple. There we go. <laughs> you don't know that because you might see him, but he's very reserved. If you ever been in a room with him, you'll see he don't speak a lot. Like, so the personality you see of him on camera is totally different when you're in person with him. He's very reserved and he's a people watcher. And he only speaks when spoken to in most cases. But the first time I connected with him back in 2018, he had 9,000 followers. And quick story. I kept on remember the Explorer page was like the thing, mm -hmm. if you went viral. So I used to always see these prominent figures in our community talking financial literacy and business. And I used to go to the page, and it always had a watermark, watermark at Rashad Bilal. So I go to the page, and I see you got 9,000 followers, but it'd be like 5,000 comments. Then I look in the captions. Caption was like a lesson. Then the comments would be like the shade room for financial literacy. It would be crazy. So after a couple of weeks of seeing this, I'm like, yo, this guy's crazy. What's going on here? I see in his bio that he's a financial planner. And I said, wait a minute, hold on. He's a financial planner. So now I'm stalking his page. Where's the content about financial planning? There was none. I said, nah, this nigga's up to something. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. I said, he's up to something. I DM him, yo, I'm a local loan officer, blah, blah, blah. I want to send my clients to black um, financial planners. He responded. We got on a call. The synergy was there. I sent him 20 clients. 15 of them rolled off money. I didn't ask him for a penny. He calls me back like two months later. Like, yo, I got all these clients coming to me because of you. Yo, what do you want? A referral fee or something? I said, nah, teach me what you're doing. Because I don't understand how you get 5,000 comments. There's a lesson in that. Yeah. No, there's definitely a lesson because I didn't want nothing. I gave without asking. In order to get something back, you got to give. It's a blessing to be a blessing to others. So that's lesson number one. If you don't learn anything from me, I bless others before I bless myself. So... When we had a call, I said, yo, I need to learn how you're doing this because the mortgage business is boring. So he told me the play of how to make my page engage. And Rashad's younger than me. I'm 44 years old. They just turned, I think, 39 or 40. So I'm not afraid to young from, learn from younger people. I didn't have an ego. I was already successful in my business. So he told me to play. I started doing it, and the shit was working. I said, oh, my God, this guy's up to something, <laughs> right? Fast forward, January 2019, <laughs> I start seeing him hashtag earn your leisure. So I call him. I said, dog, what's this earn your leisure tag? What does this mean? What is this? He said, we having a podcast coming out, me and my best friend, Troy. I'm like, another nigga with a podcast. Like, <laughs> like, oh, my God. I'm like, okay, cool, bro. He's like, yeah, matter of fact, I want you on it. Bad. 
no problem. Yeah. But I was I was really like, nah, I'm really in my mind. Like, like I, I'll do it, but it's but, more Because I've never been on a podcast before. Yeah. Like, And at this time, I was on tour with DJ Envy. So I'm like, all right, when I get back from the Miami run, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, we set the date. And I, I said, let me watch what they're doing. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is good. Like, this is really good information. So I'm watching this. <laughs> Then we get on minds, and then my episode was the first episode that went viral for them that brought them in the top 10 on Apple, actually number eight. That's why I say episode 12 is the GOAT episode. Um, but to answer your question, Rashad is an evil genius because everything that's happening right now, he told me this four years ago. And I looked at him like he was crazy. <laughs> no, seriously, he said he was going to be bigger than the Breakfast Club. I said, dude, what you smoking? <laughs> Let me hit that too. Yo, can I have some Must of that? be good. Who your, who's, your, who's your connect? Yeah. But he told me this four years ago. He told me things that are happening right now, it blows my mind. He told me this will happen, bro. And I look at it now, I'm like, yo, this dude is crazy. You know how InvestFest came up? How? Break it down. Break it down, please. Because 20,000 people, who want to InvestFest in the room? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you his genius right now. Real talk. It came through a text message in a group text for us and the partners. He said, I got an idea. I said, you got an idea? And usually when Rashad has an idea, it takes him a week to tell you the idea. <laughs> but this time, he said, we got to jump on a, a, a call now. Okay. He said, look, because at this time, we was already touring. We was doing networking events. We was doing events. But they were all, you know, good events, but there wasn't InvestFest. He said, we need to do something different, blah, blah, blah. We need to do the first financial literacy festival. I said, what? He said, yeah, you know, like Coachella meets SNFest meets the financial literacy world. I said, damn, that sounds crazy, bro. He's like, yeah, food trucks. We need to have a festival. Like, you know, they'd be outside, like festival. And we're all on this call like, okay. Yeah. Sounds like a good idea. So long story short, this call lasted for three and a half hours, I believe. By the time this call was over, we had brought the domain name of vestfest.com for $5,000. We started the LLC. We started planning to run a show. We started thinking about locations. We started thinking about the guests. All in three and a half hours. Everything was pretty much done. And the first InvestFest, we planned for two weeks, promoted for six weeks, and the first one had 4,500 people. Sheesh. Give a round of applause to that. But that's execution. Yeah, no, I, I was about to say, so there's so many lessons in that, right? Um, uh, again, um, the information is on us, but the execution is on you, right? Like, execution is my biggest superpower, right? Like, because if you execute on information fast, you get the results fast. Then you get to execute, then you get another idea, you get to execute on information. So I think the, the biggest thing in that, man, is understanding the power of execution. So everybody in this room needs to ask themselves, what are you gonna execute on today? What are you gonna execute on this week? What are you gonna execute on this month? Because information without execution, you just being entertained. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So you need to, you need to execute things as well. And I, and I love that story because my partner's always coming up with these ideas. Hey, this will be in three years. I'm like, bro, I can only see three, like, three days ahead of, at a time. But that visionary, I think having that visionary in the business is, is so vital. Yeah, that was that was love. Yeah. Um. So, I feel like a lot of people feel in a little bit of uncertainty. The 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 market has actually done better than expected for this year. Everybody was screaming recession, recession, recession. Where do you see uh, the real estate market headed over the next twelve to twenty four months? 
I don't care. Uh, okay. Fair. Can I control that? No. No. If rates go up tomorrow, can any of us in the room control that? No. If the price goes down 50% tomorrow, can you control that? Mm-mm. Can you control how you're preparing? Can you control what you're learning? Mm-hmm. Can you control what you're spending? Mm-hmm. That's all I care about, bro. I don't focus on things I can't control. I have no power over any of this stuff. This shit is all monopoly money at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So only thing that I can focus on is what are my daily activities? Am I being busy or am I being productive? Because there's a difference. Big Most people are busy every single day, but you ain't accomplishing shit. Mm. I'd rather be productive than be busy. And that productivity can be two tasks. But that two tasks will outweigh that busy activity because I'll be spinning my head and spinning, like chasing my tail, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But if I'm productive, that's going to lead to some money. Big so sense. the only thing that I can focus on is what am I doing every single day to reach the goals that I have set? Now, do I care about learning the housing market and the trends mm-hmm. so I can plan properly? Yes. But do I care where it goes? No. Because brick and mortar is forever. Mm-hmm. Unless the world blows up, God forbid, one day it might happen, mm-hmm. then that's the only time I'm going to care because my real estate is going to blow up with it. <laughs> We're all going to be dead yeah. at the end of the day. But yeah. if the market goes up, down, left, or right, this ain't the stock market. Mm-hmm. This ain't Forex. Yeah. This ain't options. This is brick and mortar. Yeah. I can touch my building. Mm-hmm. It loses 50% value. Guess what? I can still rub it and those tenants still need to pay me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't mean my rent go down 50% because the market crashed. No, pay your rent. <laughs> <laughs> because in housing, you, you only have a couple things you can do. You can either own, you can rent, you can live with someone or be homeless. Pick your poison. Thanks. There you and go. I tell people all the time, and I read this in a book, and I want you to write this down. More money is lost trying to predict a recession than is actually lost during the recession, right? So you lose more money sitting on the sideline and waiting for the perfect time than you would if you just got in the game. Don't be the person that watches everybody from the sidelines. You watching them live out their dream while you live in a nightmare. You know what I'm saying? So more money is lost during the recession than trying to plan it. So I just... Do, control what I control, do my thing, and make sure I have money on the side to c- get through my day-to-day. Yeah, and then if you're someone who's out here flipping homes or building homes, then you need to pay attention to the local real estate market, not the national, because real estate is not a national business. It's, it's local. It's city to city, block to block. So if you're flipping, if you're building to flip, to sell, you need to pay attention to those local trends, right? That's the market that you really focus on. But if I'm all about cash flowing properties, look, I'm looking at rental rates, right? What's my pro forma looking like in two to three years if these rates in this market keeps increasing and increasing? So those are the things that I focus on, not what the global economy is doing, not what a recession. I don't care. Who cares? Right. That's opportunity. Facts. Facts. Economy great. Opportunity. I love it. Opportunity. Question. How many people in this room have a W-2 job? Raise your hand. Can I give y'all a strategy on how to eliminate the taxes from your W-2 job? Y'all seem like y'all want it. Okay. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can, I, can, I give them, can I give them the strategy? Okay, okay. Uh, give them the game, give them the game. I can't give them the game? Y- y'all, y'all pay too much money for that? <laughs> I snipped it, smidge it, okay. So, 
Um, I love real estate because real estate is the most tax advantage strategy. I mean, the most tax advantage asset in the world. So there is a strategy called a cost segregation study. Okay. I'm going to give you the play quick, pick up what you can, write down what you can't. So if you have a W-2 job, let's say you make $100,000, you're going to pay about $30,000 in taxes and you can't really do much about that. But if you buy a real estate property and you short-term rental the real estate property out, meaning Airbnb, VRBO, all that stuff like that, if you do a short-term rental on that, on that property and you hire engineers to do what's called a cost segregation study, you're able to depreciate about 30% of that building, AKA you're able to write off 30% of the value that you pay for that building. So let's do an example. If you, if you make $100,000 at work, right, and you buy a $300,000 property with a 3.5% loan, right, because it's your first time, you're a first-time home buyer, you can now do a cost segregation study and depreciate 30% of that building. Anybody do me a favor, what's 30% of uh, 300000 90,000. So you get a $90,000 tax deduction. Usually you have a $90,000 loss from that building. That $90,000 loss gets subtracted from your W-2 income at work. So you've paid into the tax system as if you made 100,000, but you really only made 10. Now you'll get a $20,000 tax refund from your job. And now what you're going to do, you're going to take that $20,000 tax refund and buy another building. And you're going to run the play with no delay and live tax-free in 2023. How's that? I like it. I like it. Gems. And so as we wrap up here, uh, thanks for all the gems, the wisdom, and just being real and straightforward. Um, our goal is to help 100,000 people of color achieve their first $1 million in net worth over the next decade. That's like our goal. That. Give a round of applause for that. I like that. And so, and so when you think about the people that you help, people that you've come in contact with, and the things you've done personally, what does being a melanin millionaire mean to you? Hmm, that's a good question. Yeah, buddy. We got to. I got to think about that one. Um, like I said, I come from trauma, man. So I'm the first millionaire in my, in my family. Um, Clap that up. Yeah, you excited. More excited than me. <laughs> I mean, I come from trauma, so it means everything to me, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not a product of my, my environment, you know? Um, I'm able to take care of my children. My daughter's graduating from high school. She's going to college. She won't have no student loans. Mm. My son is right behind her. He won't have student loans. Baby boss coming soon in like 10 years. She ain't going to have no loans, God God, God willing. You know what I'm saying? Um, so for me, you know, Jay-Z said it the best. I, I, <laughs> I'd rather live enormous than die dormant. That's why we on it. Live from the main event. I better trip the Maui on it. That's just how I want to live my life. I want to live in abundance. I don't want to be broke. I know how it feels to wake up with no money. I know how it feels to be, you know, I was talking to my God, my car brother the other day, and we was laughing at how we used to get beat because we didn't go to free lunch and get the government cheese, mm. right? Like, this is real talk. Yeah. Now, like, we eat wherever we want. We mm. do whatever we want. We travel wherever we want. Like, I don't book flights weeks and months in advance. I book them a day before, and I don't even book returns. I come back when I want, right? Mm -hmm. Like, my freedom has been purchased because I put in my time, I put in my work. So being a first millionaire in my family is huge, but it's the freedom that I have to be able to do whatever the fuck it is that I want, whenever I want, with no explanation to nobody but to God.
We mm. got our social media clip. <laughs> Y'all give it up for MG the mortgage guy. Oh. He just gave y'all all sorts of games and gems, and that was one of the laziest claps I've ever seen. Can I get one more? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, sure. sure. I just thought about this, and I forgot. I'm sorry. The other thing it means also, besides putting on my family, I'm able to help people that look like me. Mm-hmm. I have employees. I don't even like to call employees. They like par- they're partners, right? So I have staff. I have payroll every two weeks. That's powerful. Other people's families are impacted by the work that I am doing. So mm-hmm. that is... I think more powerful than anything than helping myself is that I'm able to help other people and I get to pick and choose who I want to be in my energy and help them grow and help them do what they have to do for their life. Look what Tooks. Tooks been with me for God knows how long. Yeah. He hasn't worked a regular job in like yeah. five, six years. Yeah, he he owned he a media company, ain't he? He's Tooks Productions. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. This is what he do. But like things like that is, is, is important because making money is just not about yourself it's about the people that you love the most first and foremost and then it's about how can you really help your community and how you help your community is by putting them in positions with jobs education knowledge so that way they can feed their family and that cycle goes on and on and on and that's how we break generational curses i love that hey stand up and give them a round of applause y'all let's get it thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the melanin money show We hope that this episode was inspiring and gave you some tangible nuggets that you can walk away with and implement in real time. If you found this episode valuable, please like, subscribe, share, and consider leaving a review of this episode on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Until next time.